Welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. This is episode 29, What's More Important Than Mental Health? Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to teams, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also, as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here. Because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. So what's more important than mental health? Well, I would argue probably nothing. I actually want to get on my high horse a little about the importance of mental health. Of course, then I, when I thought about getting on my high horse, I thought, what does that mean? So I looked it up. Here's what it means. The combination of the imagery of being high off the ground when mounted on a great war charger, looking down one's nose at the common herd, and also being a holder of high office made it intuitive for the term on one's high horse to come to mean superior and untouchable. By the 18th century, the use of such visual aids was diminishing and the expression mounting one's high horse migrated from a literal to a figurative usage. (laughs) Yeah, this is how I spend my time. All right, back on my high horse. Anyway, lately, I have been surrounded by mental health challenges. And I'm going to admit that in myself as I've been uh, trying to launch my first digital course, um, but also in those I love in people I work with in my classes and my coaching, and well, in society as a whole, because of course, the Olympics are on and we see all the physical and mental um, challenges and while being on a global stage. And when I say mental health, I just mean people feeling mentally healthy, not about a diagnosis or treatment or things that I don't know anything about, rather that we are cognizant of the current state of our minds and how that is affecting our lives, either personally or professionally. And the question is, are we taking care of ourselves, of our mind? How constructively and clearly is it working for us? And are we paying attention to it? When we were growing up, strength was valued in our family, meaning we were taught to tough things out, to persevere, keep going, be strong. Oh, that German work ethic. Do you know about it? And frankly, I was quite proud of that heritage. And then, of course, combined with our Catholic upbringing, let's add a little dose of guilt. And it's just a recipe for putting on your big girl pants. Get out there, get it done. Don't ask for help, figure it out. And I... I am not, this is not a commentary on parenting at all in a negative way because my parents taught us strong values and a strong work ethic. And for that, I am thankful. 
And in fact, in a, a leadership assessment I did just a while back, I scored a what was a 96 plus percentile on the quality of enduring. And that was described as persistence and determination and tenacity, which until recently in my life, I thought of as a virtue. But it does beg the question, when does a strength become a weakness? And when does too much of a good thing become a bad thing? Because what happens when we need a rest? We need a break before we break. And that sounds so easy, like, duh. Okay, here's what we do. First, we notice we're getting stressed. We read all the signs in ourselves. We know our emotions. We feel the emotions and we realize the thoughts that are causing our stress or anxiety. And then before it gets worse, we reach out for help. We take care of ourselves. We make good choices. We pay attention to what is causing the angst or the anxiety or the overwhelm. We give ourselves grace and compassion. We take the necessary steps and space to process it all. We rest and we regroup. Then we determine how to prevent those challenges in the future from happening again. We learn from them and then we live happily ever after. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like, is that you? Is that like anyone you know? Because I just don't see it or hear it. And maybe that's because we aren't even aware that it's all happening to us. It's more like me binge eating or drinking wine and pondering like, what am I feeling and and why? Or perhaps we just figure we'll keep pushing forward. There was a quote by Winston Churchill, and he said, if you're going through hell, keep going. And I thought, yeah, right. (laughs) But don't we? Sometimes it's just momentum. We're already on a path, so we just keep trudging along. Or if we do realize what's happening with us, we are influenced by the expectations of those around us and how we'll be judged. Oh, you know, by those that are figuratively on those high horses because they're everywhere. And there are some loud voices on those horses. And we certainly don't want to lose credibility or status or be seen as weak, as human. I think a lot about this with our duty as leaders to be vulnerable and to be transparent and to be good role models. And what are we good role models for, if not for good mental health? Isn't that just as important, if not more so than modeling good work practices or processes or facilitating meetings effectively? setting good goals, giving feedback? How are we coping with the stress of not just the work challenges, but our life challenges as well? And are we pushing through it when we should be taking a nap? Are we persevering when we should be breathing? And are you caring for your brain and what goes on in it? And are you speaking to yourself with the compassion that you give others? I know in this podcast, I'm asking more questions than I'm answering because it is something for all of us to think about. And I think it starts with self-awareness. But if you're open to some perspectives, here are some of mine. And yes, this is for me and it's for you. And by you, I hope you share it with others in your life that you care about, because these are the things that we hear all the time. I'm not going to share with you anything new or different as much as maybe you'll hear it differently this time. And maybe you can see what might apply to you right this very minute. It starts with knowing the signs of your own stress and anxiety. I think we need to be really conscious of when our mental health is being compromised. Sometimes we don't even realize it until the signs become physical, or sometimes it's just a general feeling of overwhelm or anxiety. But we have to check in with our mind regularly, with our thoughts, 
and what our thoughts are telling us. When you have negative emotions, they are attached to a negative thought. You have to find them. So this takes step number two, which is stopping, pause, and reflect. Take a breath. That's what gets oxygen into our brain. That's what helps us think more with our prefrontal cortex, the executive center. If we take a breath and we get some oxygen in there, we can bring the issues to the surface. Identify what is the problem. Write it down. Label your emotions. Identify what you're feeling and why. In fact, some research says that just by labeling negative emotions, it helps to calm us down because we understand it more clearly. And then number three, talk to someone. And I don't just mean anybody. I mean someone who's a really good listener, who's going to empathize and support you most importantly in a non-judgmental manner. They aren't the kind of person that's going to solve the problem or try to fix you because you don't need fixing. You need a compassionate listening, empathetic ear. Because a sign of resilience is actually a strong support system. It means you're willing to reach out and don't isolate yourself when your head is already spinning with negative emotions and thoughts and energy. It is courageous to seek help. It is not a weakness. It is a sign of strength. Number four, we all need to find a little perspective and that can take a lot of forms. Again, you guys know these, but just try something new. Try something that maybe you haven't tried before to help clear your mind. One is reviewing your lifestyle. What habits are you indulging in that are not serving your mind and body? For me right now, I am not eating well and it is not helping any part of my life right now. And what are some very small habits that you can adopt to be healthier? I know a few years ago, and I don't know, this is probably four years ago now, for one month, I thought I'm going to give up soda. I was drinking probably maybe a can or two of Diet Coke a day or whatever. And then sometimes I'd need a Diet do or something. Um, but I thought I'm going to give this up for 30 days. And you know what? I never went back. And it makes me feel good that I took something very, very small, but I gave myself a little window and I said, try to do this one thing, Cindy. And of course I gave myself a goal. And so, you know, endurance, I'm all about that, but it made me feel better. And a healthy brain is really about whole body care. They're connected. The second thing is try to get away, plan a vacation. I have heard so many people right now who haven't had a chance to escape all of the pandemic situation over the last you know, year and a half has really taken a toll on people. If you need adrenaline, go get some. If you need peace, go find some, but get away and use your vacation time. The third one is to meditate or journal or walk or allow your head to clear. Because again, with more oxygen, we can find some clarity about the problem we're trying to solve. We can make some decisions and we can choose a course of action. The next one is really just finding humor. You know, when when they say laughter is the best medicine, it's it's for a reason, right? Create a meme or find one. And I'm not talking about trivializing the issues or challenges that we all face, rather to put it in perspective, get outside of our own heads. And the last one is just taking the time to do all this. Take the time, take the energy, spend the money to get back on track mentally. Glenn Close said, what mental health needs is more sunlight, more candor, and more unashamed conversation. I think we owe it to ourselves to put on our oxygen masks first before assisting others. For us to give ourselves more courage, more candor, and more compassion. And for us to give others our strength, our support, and our sunlight.
Thanks to all of you who have reached out and given me feedback on these podcasts. It's nice to know when it makes a difference. And also, if you haven't had a chance to check out The Confident Leader, my new digital course, you can find information on it at www.intentionalleaderscourses.com.